Alright cuz Wanna ask like I always do Do you have any lyrics? It's time no. to say goodbye Oh man why do lyrics. I say goodbye? No it's time to say hello <laughs> To the number two podcast Cause how could you do this? It's our tip episode It's time to say hello to The number two podcast With number two cousin Me, her favorite cousin i'm sure i'm your favorite even though i don't know for sure but i'm gonna tell people that you're the number two number two podcast with number two cuz and me and the rest of the family when we can Get them on the show to come and talk with us about our day. <laughs> All right. I guess. Uh, I guess that's it for now. I mean, just it's oof. We've had better intros, but whatever. I I think yeah. I think we got a little excited there, Ted. I think maybe so. Yeah. The enthusiasm in the air. <laughs> the so, enthusiasm in the air. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, um, because I think we need to go over some disclosures. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. This is the number two podcast. We're a family show, but from an adult point of view. We uh, sometimes talk about adult situations, and very often we use adult language. So this might not, no, this definitely is not suitable for every age. So if you got kids listening, maybe send them out of the room or ask them to ride on the roof of the car while you listen to this. That's a good idea, or even put them in the trunk. Put them in the trunk. That's probably safer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'd like to add that I don't want to make anybody mad, both my family <laughs> and my friends. That's it. That's a it's a great beginning of the show, cuz. I know, but I think we had some interesting topics to talk about today. Oh yeah, what do you want to start with first? Um, I think something that's been weighing heavy on your heart and mind. Are you talking about my cholesterol? <laughs> Well, that possibly, we can get into that. No, I'm, I'm good as far as I know, because I haven't had it checked. Oh. So it's fine. You need to get that checked. No, it's perfectly fine. Okay, then good. So that's not it. <coughs> I think what's been weighing heavy on your heart and mind is for us to just get off our chest the absolute worst job that we've had. Is that not what it is? Yeah, I was just thinking, I have a couple of bad jobs. I've had, well, do you know what your worst job was that you ever had? Um, I think I can agree with you. I've had about two worse. All right. Well, let's see. I There was a time that I sold shoes at a store called Wieners. Um, <laughs> what the hell was that? Don't fake laugh for me. Wieners. I'm w- sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't say that that was the worst job, but I did get a lot of Al Bundy jokes, and everyone thought they were the first one to make the Al Bundy joke. And let's see. Then I worked for a big box 
retail electronics store, but I got a great discount there, so I wouldn't say that was the worst. Probably the first worst job I had was working for the post office. Did you go postal? I could have. Thank goodness you didn't. <clears throat> yeah, really. But I, I can see how people could. That It was just such a soul-sucking job that just was so monotonous. You did the same thing over and over and over. And you just had to make, a, you had to get your work done in a certain amount of time. And they were just like, ride you about that. Oh, and you know, it was, I, I did data entry. So I, I never, I didn't have to deliver the mail. Although I did deliver the mail, which might be even worse than this. So I'll go <laughs> with that one. When I delivered the mail, the first time I delivered on my own, my supervisor was following me and he was in his air conditioned station wagon postal vehicle while I was out in the heat. Now, let me tell you. The Texas sun is very unforgiving, as I'm sure you know. I mean, you've grown up in Texas, too. Yeah. So I was completely unprepared for what the job was going to require. I didn't bring enough water, and I got dehydrated. So my leg muscles started to cramp up on me. <laughs> and I'm in the middle of somebody's yard, and I'm using their, their, their lamp post that they have in the yard for security light. I'm using that to try and stretch my calf muscles because they're cramping up on me. Literally, like I'm, I can see the muscle cramping in my leg. Uh, and my supervisor's honking at me, telling me to hurry up. So I grab. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. This sorry, is no I'm lie. So sorry. No, I, I, I would have been lying. like, "F off, you." I was Dirty close. Bastard. I, I've been close. So, I, I I keep moving, and I grab a ba a, a bundle of mail, and I don't know whose hands these these bundles were designed for. But I got like little girl hands, evidently. Pick up this bundle of mail. And because I swear to you, if you had seen this in a movie, you'd think this is such lazy writing. But I'm walking with this bundle of mail and it just flies out of my hand like a deck of cards. Like when you go with a deck of cards and they fly everywhere. That's what the mail did. And my supervisor yells at me from the car and then he comes to help me pick it up. And he's like, you know what? This is going to take too long to fix. Just go on to your next route. Now, this was day one on my own after training. What an impression to make. And it just that went. That was a sign. It was, and it went downhill from there. I didn't last very long. And the day I quit, even as bad as I was delivering mail, they were so desperate. The day I quit, they asked me if I could at least deliver the mail for that day before I quit. And I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. This is it. I'm done. That yeah, was... they should have been apologizing to you. <laughs> no, nah, so that was uh, that was one of my my worst jobs what about you um one was probably the most recent place that i worked for um it was a trailer place they sold horse trailers i have to kind of agree with what you said it's like not so much the absolute worst place i think it was more of like the work environment because uh i think the pay was actually honestly i think i was paid too much for what he wanted me to do I have never um, had a job where I felt like I was paid too much for what he wanted me to do. I, now, even I still, like, <laughs> I felt like he couldn't pay me enough to put up with some of the people in that building. So I don't know if that makes sense, but no, I get it. Um, I was in an office. So your job was easy, but the people you work with were terrible. Yeah. Been there. And, Go for it. Yeah. Um, it was more of a family owned type business. So, most of the places that I've worked for have been more like corporate type settings where they're either developing and they have 
policy and procedures and structure and whatever. And this place didn't. But I sat in an office probably the size of um, not a very big room. It was a small office. And he fit two full-size desks in there. And I had to listen uh, for about six months. The ugliest, most negative attitude in person just on almost every single day how miserable she was with mainly just her work and not being happy where she was at and finally i was like well because that sounded like me when i was working for the post office (laughs) no i mean but you were in a, a big room with however many what hundreds of people yes okay i'm in an office okay with you know one room and I had to listen to it every single day. And then I'd watch her turn her little switch and become a nice, respectful person when the owner would come in. Two-faced, completely two-faced. And complain about how he doesn't pay her. It was just, ugh. And then... You should have been complaining, man, he's paying me too much for this. I feel so bad. I don't know what I'm going to do with all this money. When I left, I did tell him. I'm like, honestly... That position, if you do replace it, that for what you want them to do should not be paid that amount of money. I'm glad you waited till you left. But really, honestly, I had to pray each time I'd open that door and put my hand on the door to open it. I would pray like, God, please. And anyway, that was the worst place, I think, that I worked. Yeah, Worst work environment, I should say. Yeah, I would pray too. When I was... When I was doing data entry at the post office before I delivered mail, I, I would pray on my way because I could feel a, a physical change happening when I would enter that building. I was okay outside, and as soon as I came in, I just felt like a different person, much weaker, sick, headache. Maybe they had asbestos. Hey, you need to go see an attorney. No, <laughs> I'm fine. No, I um with with that job, it got. It was just bad. I lost my train of thought. It was bad, Pee Wee. Real bad. All right, so let's talk about your big butt. Oh, speaking of big butts. Yeah, I like them and I can't lie. <laughs> well, I don't really have a big butt because if anything, I don't really believe in like cosmetic surgery. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. But. if i was to ever and i'm gonna go off topic because because i know we weren't planning on talking about this but um a couple years ago angie who is phoebe's girlfriend so she's um, kind of your sister-in-law yes my sister (laughs) (laughs) well i mean technically yeah she's with your sister and she's a woman i guess that makes her gay i never thought about that oh my goodness Oh my goodness, cuz my favorite cousin is gay. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry that you had to find out this way. So sorry. This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> I have a gay family member. Yes. <laughs> so I forgot what I was going to Oh, anyway, so um, a couple of years ago, Angie um, was working for a surgical hospital and they were running a. Wait, uh, you're telling me she was working for a hospital that did surgeries? Cosmetic. 
Oh, okay. Central the hospital. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so they were doing a trial run on some medicine or doing some study, and they were needing patients that qualified to do uh, tummy tucks, mini tummy tucks. Yeah. I, so, if I had to have, if I had a tummy tuck, I'd have to have mini tummy tucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, this is funny because our initial, our initial, uh, I guess, evaluation that we went to, Andrea and I went, my other older sister, and we didn't qualify for the mini. And I'm like, what the hell? And you got to be like freaking skinny and bone with no, maybe like a pinch of fat on you. Well, they say you don't qualify for the mini. You need the maxi tummy tuck. <laughs> no, they were basically they were like, no, you need a full, oh, you need a full tummy tuck. Oh, I was, shit, like, I was no, just joking. Shit. Damn. No, they did, they did, and I was like, okay. So they didn't have enough. They couldn't find enough apple. I mean, qualified candidates to do that. So they ended up calling us, calling me back, and I was like, no, I'm not driving to Houston again. You were like, fuck you. You didn't like me the first time. I don't want you to like me now. <laughs> so you only want me because you can't have me. Yeah. So I got to thinking about it. And I'm thinking, if I was to do a tummy tuck, my stretch marks would be gone, which physically, you know, looking at that, that's not a bad thing. But then I was like, no, but those are my kids' marks, you know? Yeah, I but they're ugly. Some, they are. Not, not your kids. <laughs> so I was like, no, I don't want to do a tummy tuck. Because where would I show? I would never wear a bikini. Thank God. I know. But, I mean, I'd have a flat stomach with no stretch marks. Well, did you talk to your husband about it? Maybe he wants you to have a flat stomach with no stretch marks. He does. Because he was like, oh, are you going to go do that? <laughs> <laughs> he not once tried to talk me out of it. Oh. I was like, well, I know how you feel about my flabby stretch marks. Oh, stomach. come on. Anyway. Cut him some slack. Cut him something else. Anyway, so if I ever did any type of cosmetic surgeries, I think it would be on my butt. <laughs> well, hey, you just got to talking about a tummy tuck. I don't know where it would be on my butt. You yeah, like? Well, you don't like I'm your kids' stretch marks on your butt? No, it would be like butt implants. Oh come on, cuz just do some squats or something. Don't you do some squats? I need to, but my knees. Oh my I goodness! A, I have an anal fissure. Oh yeah, you shouldn't be doing squats right now. I can't do anything. Real quick. Just real quick because it grosses me out sometimes. How's the anal fissure? It's good, but I want to show you this. No, don't. Oh, oh, I thought you. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to show me? What I'm showing. Can you see this? Yeah. It's a pink bowl looking thing. Is that a hat? Cowboy hat? Well, that's what my mother-in-law and Louise thought. But no, it's not a hat. It's a sits bath seat. Oh. And it has this IV looking bag. Did you say it's a shits? Seat, <laughs> shits bath seat. It's a sits. Oh, a sits. F, as in Frank. S, as in Sam. S, as in shit. Okay, <laughs> it's a sits bath seat. So is that so you don't yes. have to fill up the whole tub? Yes. Oh, and I can just sit this sits bath. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit in your sits bath without <laughs> on, sitting on in the a... commode, and I can sit. Oh, in it. <laughs> on the toilet. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, so, so, oh, wow. Okay, I just had an image. 
So I think they want you to sit on the toilet so that it opens up a little bit more. No. Oh, <laughs> I'm way off. They Listen, want you to sit in it because, like, I'm supposed to put my Epsom salt and hot water, and all right, it's supposed to be easier, more convenient. Okay. Right. That was just the update. Okay. Update, good. All right. So you're getting better, though. Yes. All right, good. All right, well, um, I have another job to talk about, but I, I don't know if I want to talk about it. Well, how, will we gonna, how are we going to know if you... <laughs> I mean... All right, well, I'll talk about that. To- I'll talk about that, but first I want to talk about this from the last episode. Tell me okay. if you can tell me if you can hear this. I seen man boobies. They were big. <laughs> <laughs> Is that me? I don't know. Does this voice sound familiar? I seen man boobies. They were big. I sound suspicious. I seen man boobies. They were big. What were you talking about there? I seen man boobies. They were big. Well, to be honest. <laughs> yes. You put me on the spot. Well, and then I was caught c- completely off guard. I was not prepared. It was one of our first. It was the first Skype video that we were doing, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what. I didn't know that you weren't going to have a shirt on. Well, it's then, early in the morning. I had just gotten up. But we were already recording. Oh, wait, that- no. It wasn't early in the morning. It was later in the evening. Oh. <laughs> it was later in the evening. I was getting comfortable. Oh, it was kind of funny because it's like you didn't think about it, I guess, because you're so used to being topless. Well, in my bedroom, yeah. Oh, excuse me. In my studio, yes. <laughs> So, yeah, I was just caught a little off guard, and it came out, but I said it so fast and low, like, hoping no one would hear me. <laughs> oh, no one could hear this? I seen man boobies. They were big. I mean, you, you took a whispery tone, but you said it loud enough for it to pick up. I mean, I got that loud and clear. Well, I apologize to, to, to you and to all of our listeners. <laughs> So I guess if I were to have cosmetic surgery, it would be on my ass too, because I don't have an ass either. But I, I want real muscle back there, because I want to be able to. I want that fast twitch muscle, so I can move fast and like just be powerful and twerk. Be able, no, not to twerk, just so I can pick somebody up and slam them on the ground if I ever need to. You use your butt muscles for that. Well, when you squat to pick somebody up and then you lift them up with your legs, you're going to need some ass muscle to help support that. That would definitely bring down my hemorrhoids. Oh, I'm so sorry because... All right, so I guess the list of things for me to feel bad about today are my man boobies. Are we talking about things that make us feel bad? No, 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 no. I'm just putting that on my list. Okay. You know, but that does remind me. Um, I did I did something a couple of days ago that I felt kind of bad about, but I'm okay now because I checked on it. Do you want to, you know... Elaborate a little bit. Yeah, I'm waiting on you to ask me. Oh, okay. What was that, cuz? <laughs> well, I guess it, I, I guess uh, this can lead into some Facebook news. I got some news, and it's all from the Facebook. Remember, I tagged you in a, in a picture that our cousin posted. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, and the image said. 
I bet you won't share this because you are too embarrassed to have Jesus on your wall. And it's a guy with a, a cloak and a beard. He looks kind of like Jesus to someone who doesn't know who Ewan McGregor is and has never seen Star Wars episodes one, two, and three because it's a picture of Ewan McGregor when he played Obi-Wan Kenobi from, <laughs> from Star Wars. And I tagged you in it. I tagged your mom and I tagged uh, your sister Andrea because she liked the photo because she's super religious. And Julie, our cousin who posted this, is religious. And I posted some pictures of him with his lightsaber some other promotional photos. And then afterwards, I felt kind of bad because uh, Marcella, our aunt, who is, is going through treatment right now for cancer, is, is Julie's mom. So I know Julie's really stressed out. But I just, you know, I thought it was funny and I thought she might find some humor in it. But then I got nervous afterwards. I was like, oh my goodness, I don't want her to think I'm making fun of her. So as per your suggestion, I called her just to make sure. And we got to talk a little bit that night. She, she filled me in on everything that's going on with her mom. And and she said that it was embarrassing, but she did, she did get a good laugh at, at it. And it, it, she did need that laugh. So I'm glad that my sarcastic humor, my, uh, acerbic wit was able to help bring a little bit of levity to an otherwise somber situation. I think, Julie has a very uh, open mind and a, I think a very good sense of humor. <laughs> and I would have been the same way. I would have initially been like, oh, man, I'm so embarrassed. But like I said, she does. I mean, she has such a good heart that, you know. Yeah. And she said, well, maybe I should watch Star Wars. LOL. I said, yeah, definitely you should watch Star Wars, but not these. Watch the good ones. <laughs> because when I seen the post, not what you tagged me in, but when I seen her post, I was like, I don't know. They come up with the Star Wars, <laughs> but I didn't say anything because I'm not a Star Wars. I don't say Star Wars fan. I just I've never really watched it. So and I that's a sin on your soul. <laughs> no, when I was talking, Maybe. yeah, when I was <laughs> Maybe talking, that's why they did that picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was talking to her, she said, uh, when she saw the picture, she said, "Oh, that's a handsome Jesus." Yeah, I'll post that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So he's either Obi-Wan Kenobi or Handsome Jesus. Well, Jesus is in all of us, so... I don't know what that means. Well, he could be in him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Anyway. Yeah, that's funny. I had to be real careful because I see that... I see a lot of those posts on Facebook. Yeah. Of, like, if you're not ashamed, put Jesus on your wall. Post, Amen. Um, or, you know, send this to 300 people or, and Jesus will bless you with. Whatever. Yeah. I don't, that's like chain letter stuff. I don't. It's, yeah. I get, I'm just like, mm, I, I get it. It's your own personal, you know, you want to believe that may help people in a time of need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what? But, I'm going to post a picture. I'll Photoshop this cause I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pay for the wall that, uh, in the house that I just rent from, but I'm going to make it look like I painted a picture of Jesus on my wall and put, I bet you're too embarrassed to put Jesus on your wall. <laughs> and then I'll ask people to post pictures of, of their walls that they painted Jesus on. 
Is yeah. that too far? Yeah, I think so. Oh, man. Do I have to go to confession now? I think so. Cause I'm looking around in my room. And I have, like, crosses. and. I have a crucifix, but I didn't hang it on my wall because, again, I didn't, I didn't want to put a hole in the wall that I'd have to worry about when I move out. I think that's an excuse. They sell those hanging things where you don't even have to, like... They sell, like, sticky glue stuff that holds up a whole... You can put a house together. And then, so when I pull it off the wall, it's going to take a chunk of paint with it. It may be a piece of the wall. Because I have nothing on my walls. Is that, like, a rule of the house? No, that's just my rule. Because, you know, I, I don't want to pay anything extra if I ever have to move out. You mean, like, a deposit? Yes, I mean exactly like a deposit. Oh, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> I can't say anything. This is our house, my house, too. And Louise gets mad when I move something. <laughs> and I moved my dresser to fit my little, you know, workstation here. You mean your and studio? I, yeah. <laughs> so when I moved my dresser over about a good two feet over, oh. maybe a little less. Apparently, there was something hanging on the wall before because there's two holes. <laughs> <laughs> Not holes, but like you said, missing chunks of paint. And oh, else. I see. I'm going to have to do something about that. I know. I'll just find another crucifix or yeah, Jesus get, picture. Get two of, yeah, paint Jesus on your wall. <laughs> and then post it on Facebook. This is so bad. Okay, it is. let's move on. Yeah, we. I can go back and tell the the other terrible job I had. Oh yeah, go ahead, tell us. Wait, do you have any more terrible jobs? Or was um, that your worst one? I worked one? at when I was about fifteen. I worked at uh, Dairy Queen. And are you about to disparage Dairy Queen? No. Okay, good. Because yeah. I like their food. Oh, I do too. Mm. Um. Chicken strips, toast, hot dogs, nacho. I don't like it all. Um, but the, the ice cream. The belt buster, the hunger buster. Mm-hmm. Even the chicken fried chicken steak basket or chicken. Yeah. Right. It sounds like we're doing a commercial. I wish they would sponsor. Hey, Terry Queen, sponsor us. <laughs> um, anyway, again, not to say the worst. I think mine more applied to like the worst work environment. And um, I was 15. I didn't know that I could stand up for myself and tell somebody to F off. And I, you know, I just thought sometimes you, you do what you're told to do and you make shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm and like, I was, I would work the register, but I'd also work in the kitchen area. And one evening, like someone had called in, wasn't in the best neighborhood or area of the city. So wait, was it in our neighborhood? Where we grew up? Yeah. Okay. I, I know exactly how bad it was now. Go ahead. So, you know, and when you mess with people's food, I mean, I don't care what area you, you live in, you don't mess with people's food. It's like That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I was working by myself. Um, the manager at that time was working the, the cashier line and I mean, I was getting behind on the orders. I look up and there's like five or six people waiting for their food. And I'm kind of like by myself back there. And she's yelling at me. And I mean, I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I can't get this stuff 
cooked fast enough. I, I mean, seriously, I was 15 years old. And um, I did report her. I told on her. <laughs> Who'd you tell? The other manager in the daytime. And I think she ended up losing her job. They let her go. Because of and then you? I never. I don't think it was just me. I think it was a combination of other things. But I did tell. I mean, I was like, I was by myself. And then she, in fact, I want to say that night, Marcella was actually in the lobby ordering, waiting for food too, which was probably more embarrassing to me to be talked down to in front of, you know. Our Aunt Marcella. Yes. Our Aunt Marcella. Yep. So those those two places, the, the trailer place and Dairy Queen. But it wasn't, it wasn't Dairy Queen's fault. No. no, no Another no, no, no. Dairy Queen employee fixed the situation. Yeah. Okay, good. But, I'm just trying to make sure we don't get sued. Yeah. Because I do like no, Dairy Queen. No, I like Dairy Queen. I mean, I told you I went the other day and got ice cream. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and Loopy was telling me that you can even get a taco salad with no chips. <laughs> okay, great update. It's like it's really good. Anyway, go ahead. What's your other job? Well, my other terrible job was at a restaurant also. It it wasn't uh it was a chain it was like a chicken like a chicken wing place. Cause what are you doing? I was stretching my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching through Skype and all of a sudden I see my cousin's knees up in the screen and it looks like she's getting ready to give birth or something. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, the chicken place. Yeah, it was like a chicken wing restaurant, not the big popular one that most people might think of, but a lesser chain. Again, it was similar to you. There, one morning, I was left alone. The uh, kitchen manager left to go get some supplies that he said that we had to have that morning for whatever reason. And there was a big lunch rush, and he had, he wasn't back yet. And I, you know, I I worked my ass off to get all the orders out as best as I could. Uh, some of them got messed up a little bit. Some things got sent back, and I was upset about that because I, you know, I prided myself on sending out the best possible food that I could from that kitchen. You know, I was. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a manager. I was just a lowly, just a, a kitchen employee, a cook. But when I was there, I said it was my kitchen and I wanted to make sure my kitchen was clean and everything that came out of that kitchen was good, clean food. So you're, you are a germ freak. I'm just I, I am. Yeah. I washed my hands a lot. I, I was ch- constantly changing my gloves. In fact, I, I developed a, a reaction to the latex gloves there. So I had to start wearing vinyl gloves, but that's beside the point. So this one day when the kitchen manager came back after the lunch rush was over, uh, you know, it became dinner time and we started to have a little bit of a rush, but he was doing some prep before that rush started. He was cutting up raw chicken because it was a chicken wing place. Mm-hmm. So he's cutting raw chicken with a brand new knife that he got that day. He was so proud of this brand new knife. It was really sharp. It was the best knife we had. So he's cutting raw chicken and um, we get an order for something and he goes to prepare that order and he's cutting up the pieces of food and the the second knife that he's using on the food is an old knife and it's really dull so he's like i want to use my new knife so he grabs a knife full of raw chicken goes over to the sink and rinses it off with cold water then he gets mm-hmm. a paper towel and dries it off i see this in the corner of my eye and he's heading toward the food that he's about to send out and he's going to cut it with that knife that had raw chicken on it but he just rinsed it off with cold water he didn't wash it, didn't use soap, didn't use sanitizing solution. So I ran over there 
and I grabbed the towel out of the sanitizing solution bucket. And I said, here, use the sanitizer. Don't forget to use the sanitizer. And as I'm turning around, it's, I didn't, you know, I didn't wring it out. So it's dripping on the floor and my foot steps right on the, the part where the, the, uh, the liquid landed on the floor. Oh my goodness, cuz I slipped. My foot just flew out from under me. I slipped and fell. I landed right on my tailbone. It hurt so bad. I knocked over so many things. Like my feet just went up in the air and I kicked like uh, a shelf. Like you were about to give birth. Kind of, yeah. Almost like you. But I, I already had my stretch marks. But anyway, yeah. And I knocked over a bunch of stuff off the shelf and stuff. And, and he's looking at me, you know, he's asking me if I'm okay. And I didn't even answer that. I'm just holding up a towel with a sanitizing solution. I was like, use the sanitizer, use the sanitizer. So he grabs that and cleans the knife. And I get up and I see this giant mess that I made. And oh my goodness, my ass, my tailbone is hurting so bad because I landed right on it. I, I, I don't know. I might have I might have broken it. I'm not sure. Or fractured. I don't know. You'll find out when you're like in your 60s. Well, no. I find out every time I try and do a sit-up because I feel the pain because that's where the pressure is. But anyway, I get up, I see the mess I've made, and I'm in a lot of pain. But at least he used a sanitizer. He he cuts up the food that he's sending out. And I feel safer about the situation. But anyway, it's I'm in a lot of pain, and it's getting time for me to get off. And I'm like, okay, I, I can't wait to get off so I can just get off my feet because my tailbone hurts so bad. This motherfucker comes back. He's like, hey, can you work later? Uh, so-and-so called in, and they're not going to make it. I need you to work a few more hours. And I was so broke and desperate for the money. I worked like an extra, I worked like 10 or 11 hours that day with a busted tailbone. And it was just awful. One of the worst jobs I ever had. But I like the people I worked with. It was a lot of fun. I like, yeah, I, let me take that back. I like some of the people I worked with. They made it a lot of fun. Yeah. There's always that one or two people that you're just like, hmm. Hmm. I can't go into too much detail, but I know what you mean. Yeah, because you work with your family. I can relate to no, that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, not my family. <laughs> my work family. Um, yeah, I work right now for a... Well, it's, I mean, it's a religious-based organization. And when I talk about some of the incidents or conversations that we have at work... Wait, you work People for a religious-based organization? Do they, yeah. Do they know how you talk in your real life? Well, All that's these... what I was about to say. All the F-words and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was about to say, is that when I talk about, you know, things that go on at work or how we joke or things like, you know, that people are like, you mean y'all work for them and, and that's how y'all act and that's how you talk? I'm like, we're not nuns or priests. You're like, bitch, I mean, I'm a real person. All... We're all human beings, and even them, priests and nuns and things, I mean, they're, they they poop and pee and put their clothes on just like Wait, they do. Wait, are you telling me that priests poop? <laughs> they have to. Holy shit. <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> No, I just never thought about that. <laughs> Cuz are you okay? Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> what? Oh, that's too funny. Oh, yeah. Well, cuz speaking of like 
like this, you know, kind of duality of people with, because I'm I'm not the most religious person, but I, you know, I do believe in God, and you know, I struggle with my faith sometimes. But you know, it's kind of like what I, I think this show is. It's family oriented, but you know, like from the adult perspective, because while we have our family issues that deal with you know parents, children, and and extended relatives. You know, stuff happens in life and it's not always nice and clean and pretty and mm-hmm. you got to talk. Sometimes you got to use adult language just to get it out and have that little relief. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to do that as a parent. And I always try not, I always try to be positive. I think you know that because. Yeah. You're like, I am positive. I'm going to kick your ass if you don't get in there and do your work. I do. But, um. I mean, I don't know, I guess that kind of leads us into our next topic, right? I don't know. What's the next topic? Parenting. What do I know about parenting? Well, um, I asked you the other day. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I'm a parent. I've Here, never been a parent before. Here's what I know about I, parenting. Yeah. Don't have kids. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> your, your parenting advice is don't have kids. <laughs> it's worked out uh, for me so far. Well, my thing is, if you're going to lay down and do the dirty, then you need to protect yourself. Okay. So <laughs> have, a, have a gun in bed when you're having sex. <laughs> Just in case some shit breaks out. Is that what you mean? Uh, well, in this Learn martial arts. probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, have a release form. <laughs> have them sign it before you start doing anything. Just so they can't come back later and say, oh, no. I wasn't in my right mind, but bitch, I got your signature right here. And I got the video to prove it. Yeah. It's crazy. No, I think, I know we basically, we basically are images of our parents combination. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whether we're fatherless or there's a father in our life, we didn't really grow up with a father figure, you know, someone to, to really show us what a real father should be like. So you mean what a real man those, should be like. Right. Is that why I have such a hard time asking a girl out on a date? Maybe. I but I also dad. am a believer that everything happens for a reason. You know, I hear all these stories and things about, you know, what men do to their kids or, the you know the mistreatment to their wives and well that's not every man hey no but I say things happen for a reason as wise maybe oh, we didn't you. have those people in our lives at the time you know when we were growing up and um so you know our the way we are as adults you know like you and I it, I think is is basically is how our parents or our mothers molded us oh okay i see what you're saying so it's it's our parents fault that we turned out so messed up yeah (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) i mean i'm not no this is not blaming anybody for our failures (laughs) 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 we have nobody to blame but ourselves well no that's not true because for a long time i i did hold i'm sorry i had to clear my throat i didn't want you to hear that because i know you have such an issue with the way I clear my throat. Honestly, when you muted it and looking at you, I thought you were farting. Oh. 
No, I would have done I that. You were clear in your, I thought you were clear in your ass. <laughs> I would have done that in the mic. Oh actually, gosh. actually, no, I wouldn't because ever since, uh, ever since I've, I've had my gastrointestinal issues, it's a, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot every time I fart. <laughs> no, I can't. It's a, it's a crapshoot every time I have to fart. Oh, Pun gosh. intended. What were we talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, our, pa- um, our parents must yeah. us up. <laughs> <laughs> No, look, for a long time, I, I did anything that, for a long time, I think I blamed the way I was raised for some of the, the shortcomings I had in my life. And then one day I realized, you know what? Yeah, my mom did the best she could. And maybe in certain areas she fell short, but I can't hold her responsible for that anymore because I'm an adult and whatever shortcomings I have now it's my responsibility to to fill that gap and cat you know make it catch up to the rest of the stuff that I am successful at or the things that I am good yeah. at or because for the most part not 100% but for the most part I think I'm a pretty good person yeah and a lot of that came from my mom not yeah. all of it some of that was mm-hmm. for me I had to take responsibility and credit mm-hmm. for you know forming myself beyond the the time that she raised me right and you know I think the same thing for you I mean, your mom messed y'all up bad. No, she did. No, listen, look, you're only saying that because you're afraid it's going to get back to her. But the private conversation we had before this, you were telling me how much you hated her for for the shit that she did to y'all. So just be honest. Let it out. I didn't. First of all, (laughs) I did not say that. And look, I've had private conversations with your mom, too. And I've tried to make her feel better. I said, look, Aunt Mary... I know you did the best you could. She's like, no, I didn't. I barely tried. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me go back to the beginning of the call where I said, I don't want to make anybody mad. <laughs> I know. I'm I joking. I love my family and friends. I love my family too. And I'm just joking. None of that, none of that conversation happened, right? Wink, right. Wink, <laughs> wink. You see, hey, cause, no, it did not happen. Because look at my eye. You see what I'm doing? Yeah. <laughs> No, and I, I think we've talked about this before. I think, like you said, you know, at that time, and our parents did the best that they could, that they knew how to. I don't hold it against anybody. And like I you do. said, we're adults now. No, I we, still hold some grudges. I don't. No, I do. I, I, I can't I, wait to get my mom. I can't wait to get my mom on the phone after this. I'm like, Mom, <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for everything you did for me. <laughs> I love you more than Lord this love monkey. Oh gosh, no. Um, but it's it's. I don't know. I've never been a parent before, and that's where I guess all this is going is. So, but because you, you have three kids, you've been a parent. You know, well, each time they as they grow, because yes, they do do different things. They do do different <laughs> things. <laughs> like they, they do do depends on what they eat. If they <laughs> yeah. eat different things, they do do different things. Is that what you're saying to me? Yeah, they act out. They and for the most part, right. and this is not just me saying as a parent for my kids, but I think for the most part, I have good kids. Yeah, I think so too. And but it look, scares me though because that bad kid is coming. No, well, I don't know. It could be, but I, I don't know. But what scares me is I can see, and this is where I'm going back to our parents mold us. We're an image of them. It scares me because I can see Luisa's characteristics or personalities 
and mine in each one of them. And some of the stuff that I struggle with him as my husband, their father, because I just have one baby daddy. <laughs> Quit bragging. Um, hey, what scares me the most? Wait, real is quick. That, that baby daddy. Did you ever see this? I seen man boobies. They were big. <laughs> he also has man boobies. Oh, stop it! <laughs> I'm joking. No, well, he does he's, anyway. He's a very handsome man. Oh, thanks. I'll have to let you him can, know that. Yeah, Thomas. He never that. will listen to this. Anyway, and he's so supportive he, too. Yeah. <laughs> he. It's hard for him to communicate. Well, that's because he doesn't not... speak English that well. <laughs> Yes, he does. But I'm not trying to defend him. <laughs> well, you should. He's your husband. Y'all are one well, I know. And I guess that's why I'm saying he doesn't have the... And I don't know about you. You may be different. But some men, and then some women, but mostly men, they don't know how to express themselves when they have you know, issues with their feelings and whatever. They just get pissed off, get closed up. Or they get sad and they close up or whatever. And they don't really know how to talk about it. Yeah. That's I, I see Louise. I'll agree. And maybe here, this is how I, I see it. The only emotion that, that most men ever learned or are comfortable expressing is anger. So when they feel something else like sadness or confusion or hurt, it that usually comes out in some form of anger because that's what we... I think even society, not just our parents, but I think that's what, what boys and men have been kind of conditioned to express. Like, get mad. And that'll that'll help you. That'll give you the fuel. That'll that'll give you the motivation. That, that'll fuel the fire to, to fix whatever went wrong. When, um... But I... I'm going to interrupt you because mm-hmm. I wasn't done. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm done. <laughs> no, no, no. I... I've... I've kind of explored myself a lot and I try, I work really hard to try and express some of those other emotions. But <laughs> you cry now? <laughs> I've cried. You know what? There was one time this girl broke my heart real bad and I couldn't express it. I, I tried, I really tried to cry it out, but for some reason the tears would not come. And I joked and said I was just too manly to cry. But I think deep down inside my somewhere in my mind I just knew that she didn't deserve my tears but I carried that for a long time and it made me feel bad it was like just something inside eating away until one day out of the blue a friend of mine called me and just asked me like because I hadn't, we hadn't spoken in a long time and he just wanted mm-hmm. to see how I was doing and you know I was talking about work and stuff and you know yeah, we always ask about girls because we're both single and I told him it, it just all came out at once like I just started telling him about this girl and how I I thought things were going okay and and it just it wasn't and she I felt like she lied to me and led me on and, and it all came out and he was like, Wow man, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to hear all that. I just wanted to see how you were doing. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. I I don't know where all that came from. But you know what? I felt so much better afterwards just getting it off my chest. And I knew that like that was the relief I was looking for when I was trying to cry it out. Mm-hmm. But I think honestly, I am just too manly to cry. Well, I think that's not true. That was a joke. Oh, well, no, but I mean, the reason why I didn't think it was a joke was because um, when Luis, my son, 
little Luis was little. <laughs> <laughs> when he was little, little Luis. Let me just say, you have such a way with words. Your storytelling really draws you in. Because I'm picturing little Luis, and now I'm picturing him even littler. Uh, he's he's 12 now but when he was probably about seven or eight he was littler he was smaller anyway my mother-in-law would you know if he was getting in trouble or whatever and he would cry she was like you know los hombres no lloran which is you know means men don't cry and i'm like Yes, they do. That's what's wrong with your son. <laughs> He's got all this shit built up from years because you told him men are not supposed to cry. It's not even that they're supposed to not cry or you know, whatever. It's giving them that complete right to express themselves in any way that they want. Because it's hard for me to, not hard, it should, to see Luis laughing, my husband laughing, it's it's not all the time, you know? Yeah. It's kind of sad. But, I mean, I, I feel like I know he's happy with me. <laughs> I hope so. Y'all been together forever. Because it will be 20 years this year. Oh, my goodness, because that's half your life. I know. It's crazy. Wait, will you be 40? You'll be 40 no. when? In... I'll be 40 next. I'll be 39 this year. Okay, so you're 38. Uh-huh. Y'all been together 19 years? Y'all been together already half your life. No, we've been together actually 21 years because we didn't get married until oh, a year shit. later. Damn, because you're getting old. I know. No, I was going to say, I was going to ask you, all right, as a woman, how would you feel, how do you feel when you see your husband cry? Um... Because I'll tell you, while you're thinking about your answer, I'll tell you, as a man, we're afraid we're going to be perceived as, as weak. And I don't know if, I don't know if, if women of our generation perceive crying as, as an okay thing to do for men. But I feel like this, this next generation, the millennials, I don't know if they would be, I don't know how they would react to seeing men cry. I don't know if it's, if they're more old opening and accepting to that or if they see see it more as a weakness um i don't see it as a weakness sometimes because you like, told me you made your husband cry just from the words you use no i haven't no but i will share something very personal uh not too long ago he you know we were having some drinks and it was just the two of us in the kitchen and you know it was around Father's Day, and Luis, Luis grew up also without having a dad. His dad died when he was three years old, and so all he had was his mom, and she dedicated like 95% of her life to work. And she did do and provide for them in probably in a much, I don't know, but I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say she probably did it better than what she probably would have been able to give the life that they would have had, her kids would have had, had they had a father and the mother there. And but she was never there with them. She found time to get them, you know, to church. Um, 
but as far as actual family type, sit down at the table together, have dinner or things like that, they weren't together. She would cook and leave things prepped for them or she would, you know, come home late or she'd bake them a birthday cake and leave it for them. But they never had what we had as growing up as a family. Right. Um, so, that you know, he doesn't know that. He didn't begin to know that stuff until me or, you know, until us, our family. And so he did have a breakdown because it was, you know, around Father's Day and, you know, he, he did cry and he, he doesn't, and he did, he told me he didn't know why he was crying and I didn't see it as a weakness. I felt like, you know, he's getting stuff out of him that he's probably been carrying around for years and he's never had a chance or felt in his life that he could do those. He could get it out. Um, and I was, I didn't know what to say. I was trying to think of things like, well, you know, your dad could have been a really mean man or something. No, you can't say that. I didn't say it like oh. that, but I'm just saying everything happens for a reason. And he wasn't in your life for a reason. But, you know, look at what you've done in your life, not having a father. You've, you know, you're hardworking. You provide for your family. You know, well, he you're is part of us. He is a father now. I mean. And I did tell him that. I told him, I was like, you have an opportunity to be what you want. And, you know, to be that somebody. You have a son. You have daughters. You know, you have a wife. That He has a wife? Has, yes. Poor she, bastard. She's effing awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to meet her one day. You should. I'm going to invite her on the, the, the show one day. You should let him go so he can be with that woman. <laughs> no, no, because what you're saying reminded me of, I hate to bring up another cliche or a quote because I brought up a quote last time from Mark Twain. This time it's from Gandhi. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you were saying that he had the chance to be what, what he wanted his father. What'd you say exactly a while ago? It was like he has a chance to be what he wanted so bad in his life. Yeah. So he Gandhi's quote chance. is, be the change you want to see in the world. And that's what I was trying to tell him. That's perfect. And I, and I, I, but like I said, I didn't know what to tell him. And then he, you know, he was, you know, he was kind of really getting into his feelings. I was like, get a hold of yourself. No. See, <laughs> see, that's what we're afraid is going to happen. I didn't. I didn't. I just kind of listened. Did you at I least give him, give him a hug? Yeah. Oh, you good. You know, I thought it was going to be okay. Hold his hand? Yeah. Just show him some affection? Okay, good. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, the last thing I ever want to do is judge or make him feel that he can't express himself. Now, I'll if I you. come home and he's doing this all the time, <laughs> <laughs> we, we've reached another level and I think we need to get some help. But to add on to that, you know, I've I actually had a talk with his sister a few months back and it was kind of the same way. She just was, she just let it out and it was unexpected and it was, it had to do with their childhood and, wow. you know, the void that they feel. And I realized we all have a void, but we also reach a point in our lives where we can't keep 
searching or we can't keep hiding that, like putting it off. It's going to catch up with us sooner or later. And I think the sooner we try to deal with it, we'll be able to move on and not let things hold us back. No matter how much we say, I've moved on, I've let it go, I've forgiven, or I've this, or I've that. If, I mean, pride, I think, blinds us. 100%. Yep. I'm guilty of that too. I grew up without a father. And I don't think I really thought about it that much when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten older, I've I've started to think more about it. I would have liked to have had some sort of relationship with my father growing up. I I can't blame him anymore for whatever fears and anxiety I have when I talk to women in a romantic way, or at least mm-hmm. with romantic intentions. Because mm-hmm. I'm an adult now. That's I got to get over that. I'm awesome. Right. Most you women, are. Most women would be lucky to be with me. They would. Not they? all of them, but most of them. Anyway, so I yeah I I fill that void sometimes too because I never learned to throw a football correctly. I don't know if if my father even could throw a football, but I know he could play basketball because my brother Chalo told me that he learned how to play basketball from him. And Chalo teases me sometimes about uh, how awesome my father was. And uh, I know he's trying to get under my skin a little bit, but it doesn't get under my skin. I'm actually happy that that my father was good to him as a kid. Mm. Glad he taught him how to play basketball because that's one of my brother's passions in life. He loves basketball. He's really good at it. And he's... My brother is way, way, way older than I am. Like, whew, man, he is so far in his 40s. He might as well just say he's 50s. <laughs> but I love him. But even even at his advanced age until his mid to late 40s, you know, he has his crow's feet and starting to get those wrinkles in his forehead. Knee problems, back problems. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, man. This goes on. Gray hair. His his hairline is a little bit farther back than it used to be. Not a lot, but it's, I can tell. He's but, trying to grow it out and yeah, cover it up. Yeah, because I'm his little brother. I, I notice all this stuff. But I don't want him to feel bad. He's still a handsome man. Oh, yeah. He's just old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, brother, I love you. No, what I'm trying to get at, besides teasing my brother, is that basketball, he still plays basketball. He's still really good at it. It's one of his passions. And I'm glad that, you know, my father had a little bit in in helping give him that, that gift as a child. So it doesn't make me mad when he says how much fun he had with my father. It makes me feel happy that he wasn't mistreated. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't, I was... I don't know if your mom like talked about your dad or not at, you know, like for you to get to know him just through what she said, but mm, every now and then, but I wouldn't say that I, I know him through her, through her stories. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad was there, but he wasn't there. He probably wasn't there as the father figure that I needed him to be, but with that, I'm fine with that. But I, my mom brought me up. To, you know, be a peacemaker. And I remember her saying that even when grandma was, you know, still with us, that be peacemakers, you know, love your family, your sisters, y'all gonna need each other, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and I'm just the type of person because that I don't hold grudges. I can't really be mean to people. 
even if I'm pissed off, I get mad. You might feel it, see it, or sense whatever, but I can't just be up and cold and say, I'm not going to answer the phone for you, or I'm pissed off at you, you know, whatever. I'm the same way. And it really sometimes puts me in a in a situation, especially between my mom and my dad, because um, even though they both say that they have forgiven each other or they, they don't hold any type of resentment, there's resentment against it. There's resentment. Because, oh, for sure. You can cut it with a yeah. knife that tension so thick. But when they're in a, like, let's say they're here together. They can talk and get along fine. Um, they will begin to throw comments and things. <laughs> and before you know it, you know, if it's funny for one, it's not funny for the other one. And then I'm like, okay, y'all break it up. You know, like kids, chill out. And it does, it does put me sometimes in a, in a position where I, I'd rather them not be in the same room together. Well, because you know why they do that? Why? They're still in love with each other. You know, there has to be something there. I mean, <laughs> who does that? I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, my dad has made comments that, you know, he would leave his wife right now if my mom said, okay, I'll come back to you, whatever, whatever. Oh, shit. And, I was joking. And, and and I've seen, you know, my mom will say one thing, but, I mean, like I said, I love, I don't want to make anybody mad. <laughs> <laughs> I love my family and my friends. And I've seen the behavior in person, but then, like, I guess I've 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 seen it. It's not what it's made out to be. Like, I can see them laughing and talking and getting along great. And then later on, I hear that it was awful and the memories and she hates them and this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, the best thing is just to not get these people together. Yeah, well, maybe- the best thing is not to, not to talk about him or what's going on. And... It's it that puts me in a position where I'm like, I don't I mean, I'm not going to pick and choose. But again, I don't look at my dad and say, oh, he's the greatest dad in the world. No, I look at my dad as the dad that God made me from the mother that God made me from. (laughs) And I don't, you know, I try not to disrespect either one of them. Um, I don't talk to my dad all the time. He doesn't come over all the time. And I feel like I have to like explain myself or give some type of clarification because I think the perception that is perceived from other people is that I hold my dad on a pedestal. But I will not tolerate my dad talking about my mom. And I don't want to hear my mom talking negatively about my dad because... I'm 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 made from both of them. Yeah. And I'm not picking one over the other. It's just it really puts, you know, I didn't ask for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you didn't ask for those parents. No, that's just who God blessed me with. Oh. And if if I say as a blessing because I'm able to to say I, you know, when Luis was talking about that stuff, I'm able to say gosh, you know, there's a lot of parents, I mean, fathers out there, mothers that, you know, they didn't treat. My mom was there. My dad was, but he wasn't there. I know my mom struggled, but 
I mean, we all struggle. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I, I just can't. Um, I don't know. Anyway, their parenting has now messed up my parenting. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm so joking. Well, no. All right. Because that I have a comment, a, a question, and a story. Okay. All right. So I was joking when I said that they're still in love with each other. Maybe they are. There might be some feeling left over. I mean, because look, they, they had, how many kids did they have together? Um, Three, but uh, my dad is listed on Andrea's birth certificate okay, so as her dad. Three and a half kids, three and a half yeah. beautiful children who grew up to be three and a half beautiful people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, there's that memory there, but maybe, maybe they're not still in love with each other, but maybe when they were in love with each other, whatever came between them that caused them to, to get a divorce, maybe that was so painful mm-hmm. that even though they say they're over it, that, that pain still hurts. It still comes back. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe that's why they can laugh and talk, but deep down inside, they're still hurting from whatever that was, that, that riff that, that came between them. That makes sense. I'm guessing. I'm playing pop psychologist here. Yeah. My question is, um, how'd your dad do on a spelling test? Um, I don't think he passed. <laughs> now, remember last week you were talking about the, he was calling the, you the, the papers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I said, is it his spelling homework? <laughs> anyway. Well, it's kind of crazy because he called and I told him, you know, come by whatever day. And he didn't come. And then I told him I was going out of town. And I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> <laughs> I probably need to call and check on him. Yeah. And give him a spelling homework. Yeah. <laughs> now, the story I have was you said that you won't tolerate um, him talking bad about your mom. Well, this reminds me of a long time ago after they had split up. Uh, he had gone to pick up your brother's playhouse from your mom's house. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I don't know how I got recruited to help, but I had to help him. And, uh, he got mad when he went to pick it up because, uh, your mom had her, her new boyfriend there with them. And, uh, he was talking about how, you know, he, he respects my mom because she never did stuff like that. And he was talking about your mom and I was telling your mom this story Mm -hmm after it had happened because I thought she should know. Mm-hmm. And your mom, as loving as she is, jumped to a conclusion that pissed me off and has stayed with me this whole time, all these years, from that young teenage boy to this nearly 40-year-old man. Before I finished my story, she said, and what did you do? Just sit there? The men of this family have no balls. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't even finish oh my story. My and this story, I took up from my aunt. I told him that he, not to talk that way in front of me because I love my aunt and I won't let anyone talk bad about her when she's not there to defend herself. I'm like, son of a bitch, here I am d- defending you and you think I have no balls. I should have popped them out because I already had hair on them then. Gross. So thank yeah. you, Aunt Mary, for thinking I'm a ballless <laughs> man. You see how hairy my face is because oh, look at his beard. No, Imagine his beard son, about two and a half feet lower. My son is like super hairy. Oh my goodness. Like, yes. So, I, does he have I, a hairy back? There. <laughs> is his back hairy? No. Oh. Well, just at the bottom. Oh, okay. That little section. Yeah. So, thank you, so Aunt he's Mary. He's got a hairy stomach and stuff. Oh, yeah. So do I. Have a, my chest is so hairy, it covers my back and my ass, too. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> I'm very masculine. I just have so much testosterone. Yeah, but your man boobs don't have hair on them. What? Look at this. No, please don't. Oh, anyway. I see yeah. man boobies. They were big. <laughs> and hairy. No, um, I know what you're saying. I had my dad would when he first started calling again. Hey, when he when he called, did it sound like this? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that because my dad thinks he has the answer and solution to fix every single problem, even that's when that, there's not a problem. That's that Latino machismo. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I had to tell him too. I was like, you know what? I was I felt like I was going crazy. I'm like, you 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 call me, I answer. What he call you? you? He would call me like freaking at the crack of dawn to see what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm doing what any normal thirty year old person would be doing. I'm sleep. <laughs> I'm grading your spelling homework. <laughs> and I finally had to get rough with him and like tell him, look, you call me because you want to talk to me. How you doing? What's going on in life? Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to talk to you or hear your opinion of anything else, whether it's my mom, whether it's another issue of other people. I don't want to hear it. And a, a couple of times, speaking of men and their feelings, um, you know, I seen my dad cry and he, he, he cried and, and asked me to forgive him for whatever it was that I've, that he's done. And that was probably his, his oldest daughter right now is 16. So probably about 14, 12, somewhere in between 12, a little over 10 years. That happened a little over 10 years ago. And that's when I felt, that's where I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't be mean. Not that I was trying to be mean, but when he asked I you felt for like he sincere, sincerely asked me to forgive him. When he asked you for forgiveness, did that scare you at all? Um, I didn't see him as, I mean, I knew he was my dad, obviously. And um, it just, I think it opened a different part of my mind, heart, whatever. Um, but I, I, I felt it humbled me. I don't know how or why. Yeah. Well, the reason uh, I ask is because mom did the same thing to, to Chalo and me separately, <laughs> but it, it scared me because, you know, my mom is an older woman and she has health issues. And I know that your dad has had his own health issues. <laughs> so when she was calling to ask for forgiveness, I felt like, well, one, I mean, I forgave her. I, I don't hold anything against her that's not what you said earlier I'm that's joking. a private conversation because you need to shut your mouth right now the only thing i hold against my mother is my chest when i hug her <laughs> tightly to it and say mom i love you thank you for everything you've ever done for me or now, washing my clothes <laughs> shut i was about to say now here's a bag of laundry can you help me <laughs> no 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 but seriously when she called me it it surprised me because I felt like we had already kind of talked over some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But it scared me too because I thought, well, shit, maybe my mom has gotten some bad news. And she just wants to make sure that, 
you know her her soul is ready this was this has already been like a year maybe two years ago sometime mm-hmm. within the past couple of years there's been some time and you know I, it it made me start thinking about all right my mom might not be here for much longer and it made me sad yeah but i don't want her to think that i have any kind of anger or resentment towards her if i ever yeah. be, if if ever there's any it's just it's in the moment type yeah it's like it's it it, it passes because it was like yeah. hey look i i know like in that moment i might be angry for a little bit mm-hmm. but i i i come to the realization that it's over and done with it's it's not it's nothing to hold hold against her right no i agree i get this i mean the same thing because i mean what do you not love them you know not need i them? do i know you don't because you told me in that same private conversation no i mean it's sad i mean you see i mean right now with marcella and you know i know julie has shared some things you know with me that hasn't no they're not things that make you feel good as a daughter right but i've always told her you know you know they they our parents love us the way they know how to love the way that they were taught to love that you know, whether it's through food, whether it's through trying to give us things, whether it's to, you know, buying or just simple. I don't know. I tell my mom every year, you don't have to get me a Christmas present. You're retired. I don't need anything. But right? yes, she insists on still buying me stuff. Because that was like Gloria. I mean, she was trying to give people things and she was strapped. She was sick. And I don't think they realize that. It's not that we're, you know... I'd I'd rather you, you know, draw me something, make me something, not like food, but, you know, pass down something that is something value, not valuable. (laughs) (laughs) Give me something worth a lot of money that you don't have to spend a lot of money on now. (laughs) You could have spent a lot of money on it back in the past when you had money. That's what I want. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, I know. Something of uh, like sentimental value. Yeah. Uh, Give me your favorite thing that you can't live without. That'll make me feel good. (laughs) No. The gift of just being together, I think, is is good. Yeah. I think it's anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. That's that's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm now to a point in my life where I I realize that material things don't bring you happiness. And and I'm a I'm a little bit guilty of this too, because I want to give my nieces and nephews good presents for Christmas because they're still young. They might, I think they realize that, you know, a better present doesn't mean that I love you more. Because there, I mean, when I went back to school, there were so many years I couldn't even give a present. Mm -hmm. And I would apologize. I felt terrible, but I mean, I hope they understand that I still love them. I think they do. Yeah, I totally disagree with that. You don't think that they love me or know that I love them? No, I mean, I disagree with giving kids expensive gifts i know because you you have three kids and I, I remember several times we talked around christmas time and you told me what was on their christmas list and i was just thinking holy smokes man that's like 700 dollars for each kid that's a two thousand dollar christmas for three kids and that's not even including the present that you want to buy for your parents your husband your your favorite cousin who one day you'll do a podcast with because <laughs> I'm not talking about my kids. I'm talking about the other kids in the family. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I don't no, really no, give granted. my kids a lot of gifts. Well, no, no, no. You didn't buy them what was on their list because it was just ridiculously it, expensive. Yeah. But I remember <laughs> you telling me that, and I was thinking, okay, this is like this is a regular kids' list now. They want iPhones, iPads, uh, you know, MacBook game system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and, and usually, I just and I told you, hey, look, cause if you want to give them a good Christmas, you have to sell one of them. Yeah, <laughs> that was my parenting advice back then, cause you you had already broken rule number one: don't have kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I I get sometimes looked down on. I guess when I do give my kids an expensive gift or they do good in school, it's not because I'm trying to reward them. I'm just saying that you know when you do good, there is a reward, and that. Whether that's you know a gift, don't always look at it as it being a gift, but there's you're you're working towards something good. Yeah, you have to have a goal. It's, yeah, and not that I think I mean yes, it's automatic. You go to school to learn and do good, but if I see that you're working hard because I know how hard it is, then I w- I don't I want to give you some support or motivation. Right. And how how I do that, you know, if I want to give them an expensive gift. And God blesses me with the abilities that I that we can, then I'm going to do it. Absolutely. To, e- to each his own. You know, they got their own kids. They can give them and do what they want. Yeah, but... you know what I always say? To each his own with provolone. <laughs> yeah. I like provolone. Yeah, I stole that from a radio show I listened to. Yeah. Oh. I'm supposed to take my mother-in-law to her sister's at 10. Oh. What time is it? 10.30. <laughs> okay. Is 10.30 uh... for real? Yeah. Oh, we don't have time for one more thing? Yeah. She can wait. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's mean. No, you told me you told me that your mother in law has an amazing memory. Not a not a good short term memory, but she can remember stuff from way back when, like very detailed. Oh yeah. And I was thinking about that. And I think I figured out what's going on. She's got psychic powers or no. like the- no, you weren't there when that stuff happened. She's just making it up on the spot. <laughs> I thought about that too. <laughs> I don't know if this is true. Yeah. You're no. probably lying this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Damn, did you just say your mother in law's a liar? No, she's so gosh. <laughs> she's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. It's so funny. Yesterday we were leaving to go see Marcel at the hospital. And my mother-in-law uses a cane when she leaves the house. <laughs> so all throughout the day, she is like sweeping. She's fixing the beds. She's, you know, finding something to do without her cane. She comes up and down the steps from the kitchen to the living room and, you know, with no cane. Yesterday, I tell her, you know, we're going to go see Marcella. Be ready. Okay. We're leaving, and she gets her cane, and she can barely walk down the steps from the living room to the kitchen. or I'm sorry, from the kitchen to the living room. And I'm thinking, how the hell do you walk all day long? You take out trash, you go water stuff, and you don't have your cane. But we're leaving, and you can't walk down the steps. And so I tell her, I'm like, and she can't, she's having even a hard time getting out at the front door. And I'm thinking, she's like, well, I need my cane because sometimes I lose my balance. And I'm thinking, 
I looked at her and I was like, I'm sure she thinks I'm like the biggest biatch, but. Well, I'm thinking that right now. I look at her and I'm like, do you use your cane to take out the trash? <laughs> and she looks at me. She just busts out laughing. She's like, no. I'm like, then why are you trying She's to like, use no, it? No, stupid. <laughs> Who uses a cane to take out the trash? You're so dumb. Why would you say that, dummy? I, said, I was like, you have the hardest time coming down the steps with your cane. And even trying to get out the front door, you can't. You're, you're going to hurt yourself just using your cane. Well, when I leave, I'm like, don't try to use it. Just carry it in your hand. And when you're walking a good distance or when we get to where we need, use your cane. She just starts laughing. And I'm like, it's not funny. Because <laughs> how old is your mother-in-law? She's from 39. So she's 78. She'll be 78 this year. Cut her some slack. I do. I'm I'm telling it like that. But that's not exactly how I sound. Um, I've been around you when you've dealt with your, your in-laws. I'm pretty sure you're making yourself sound a lot nicer than it actually happened. Just Cause cut her some slack, man. She's been around for a long time. Yeah, she'll be 78 this year. She she deserves to walk with whatever she needs to walk with. It's not that I don't want her to walk with her. You like, want her to fall down the stairs. <laughs> no, I don't. That's what I don't want to happen. And I feel like if you don't tell her in a serious, stern way, or even I'm trying to joke, but I know she knows I'm not joking. I'm afraid she's going to hurt herself. I'm like, like it's not clicking in her head that, okay, wait, I've walked through this house, up and down these steps 50 times today. Not once did I have my cane. And now I'm using my cane and I'm having trouble. <laughs> She'll I walked out. out the front door several times. Fine. But now I have my cane and I can't seem to get out. <laughs> you should have seen her. Damn, cuz you're so fucking mean. Alright. Like she's holding on to the storm door and the 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 uh inside of the door and like she's trying to figure out how to get down while she's holding her cane. I don't know, why don't you try and give her a helping hand? <laughs> I have to tell her to give me the damn cane. <laughs> Oh my goodness, cuz you're so mean. Okay. I'm not mean anyway. I, that's I think this is a good ending spot for today's. <laughs> okay. Hey, this is our 10th episode. Happy Yay! 10th episode anniversary. <laughs> Listen, if you if you're listening and you enjoy this number 2 podcast, please go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, leave a review. It would be so helpful for us. Yes, it will. Thanks for your support, cuz. Oh, I am, cuz. All for it. <laughs> Did you leave a, a review? Not yet. How about your kids? They weren't home. Isabel, <laughs> has a, Isabel has a boyfriend. We need to talk about that next time. Yeah, next time. We need to talk about what your kids think about you doing a podcast, too. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, it's, I guess it's, it's time to go. Yep. Goodbye. It's that time. Yeah, I know you wrote some lyrics during the show, so go ahead and read them off now. Say goodbye to the number two podcast. 
Those were no such lyrics. great lyrics. I'm glad you took an hour of the show to write those and sing really well with the tempo and melody of this ending song. And we're gonna say goodbye now. So good goodbye to you and thanks, thanks, you. thanks, 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 no thanks, thanks. Thanks, 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 for listening to the number two podcast, and we're gonna say goodbye to you and to your family from ours. We love you. Thanks for listening. And I might. I don't want to make anybody mad. I think you'll be okay, cuz. I love my family too. It's a good show. Come on, sing it. Goodbye. No lyrics, no lyrics on the number two podcast. Goodbye, Goodbye. and thank you for listening to us ramble. I'm out of lyrics, cause I know. I think we should just call it with right now. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs>